Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining Carrie Aller and Friends Coffee Chat. Today I have with me my sweet friend Melena. Hey girl. Hi, how are you? I'm good, how are you doing? I'm doing well, doing well. Good. Okay, so I'm so excited to have you on the show, and I've been wanting to have you on here forever, but now we are getting to do it, so I'm so excited. Are you excited? I am. I'm very, very excited. Yeah, girl. Well, okay, so we met each other, uh, let's see, it's been a couple years now, and you and your husband were in ministry, I was in ministry, and that's just kind of how we became friends and all that jazz, and here we are. (laughs) Yes, yes. Okay, so I really want you to talk about your story because your faith walk and your family's faith walk, um, just with a lot of different changes that have come up within the past year, has been absolutely a blessing for me and so many others to watch. And I just kind of wanted you to share your story a little bit. Absolutely. So I'll just say a little bit about myself. Um, my name is Melina. And um, currently, my family and I live in South Carolina in Charleston. Um, but originally, we were um, stationed or, or lived our lives in Oklahoma. Um, and that's where we were both uh, raised, everything we've known. And we had a very strong community there in our church and um, just in our friends and most almost all of our families in Oklahoma Travis and I got married about five years ago, and um, we have two littles and one on the way. Uh, We have a little girl who is two, and she is a spitfire, Um, (laughs) and we have a little boy named Holton. Um, Our little girl's name is Gracia, but we have a little boy named Holton, and he is one. They're 15 months apart, and then we have a little boy on the way named Lincoln, who will be here in uh, April. And uh, they will be 18 months apart. Oh, my God. So I will have three under three um, for about six weeks. Yeah, so we're really excited. <laughs> um, so my husband and I um, were bivocational ministers in Oklahoma. We were youth pastors for a number of years and um, served in ministry a long time. And I worked a lot in nonprofit and government and um, other things. And my husband also worked full time at the Air Force Base in our city. And so we just had our hand in many different pots and <laughs> um, loved our life and loved to stay busy. And Can we I... had a dramatic change. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, for sure. And I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I, I want to say this. No, we, you're good. We were talking today, and it was so funny because. <laughs> Because we were doing Marco Polo, which is this fun app, if you don't know what it is, and you just talk back and forth. But as we were talking, there was one part you were like, oh, I think he's doing something dangerous. Hold on. (laughs) It was so funny because Holton was playing and doing something. And man, that's just mom life for you, you know? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, ministry doesn't stop all because you have kids. That's right. Um, we're very much a full family affair when it comes to <laughs> ministry. And so um, we just have to integrate it in and keep going. But yeah, pretty much the goal of being a boy mom is to keep him alive. So, um, <laughs> so true. that's the goal. <laughs> and, uh, my daughter, she, for her, it's more to keep her socially filled. That's her biggest thing. So, but for him, <laughs> it's just more to keep him alive physically. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, go into the, like, I love all that, and I wanted you to talk more about your family stuff, too, and 
But like, I I really like am so excited for you to talk about your faith walk and what you all had to do. So, tell everyone about your big move, girl. Yeah. So, um, never tell God anything uh, because he'll hear your plans and laugh. <laughs> um, I remember um, I was I was very involved in Oklahoma and very invested in the welfare of the state, the welfare of the community. Um, I worked in statewide initiatives, and I just remember telling the Lord one day, you know, I'd be content if I spent the rest of my life in my city, in my state. And, like, I had no desire to ever move out of state. Um, I wasn't necessarily opposed, but I was like, I'm content. You know, I'm happy. Like, I know that I know who I am here. I know goals that I have for my community and what I feel like God is doing. Um, and then I don't remember how much longer later, but, um, in February of 2019, um, Travis, we're laying in bed, my husband, Travis and I, um, and he just told me, he's like, I feel like a change is coming. And I was just like, okay, um, you know, my, my ears perk up. I'm like, what type of change? <laughs> you know, um, and because I had been praying for a long time for the Lord to move the dawn of our church um, so we could get more training and have more experience. And um, we were just in like a huge time of transition in our church. And I was just ready for like a fresh start. And so he was like, well, I think it has to do with our church. And I was like, okay, um, or with ministry. Um, my husband has always had a desire to be in full-time ministry. And so um, I was like, okay, yes, here we go. You know, this means we're going to finally start a new church. Or maybe the Lord wants us to apply for jobs with full-time ministry. And so um, during the month of February, we kind of set out on just exploring options for you know, uh, and seeing where we felt led in terms of like applying for ministry jobs, um, for being pastors or community pastors or um, not really youth pastors, but we noticed that um, almost every single um, job opening was out of state. There wasn't hardly any in Oklahoma. And so we're like, well, um, you know, we, we considered the option. We're just like, well, you know, that's, um, not necessarily what we would like. Uh, we don't really feel led to start a church yet because we just don't feel ready. We feel like we need more time and more training. So really we're just hoping to find a place where we could be like an associate pastor where we get trained, get discipled, um, and I guess become more prepared to be senior pastors one day. Yeah. And uh, so we made a resume and did all that and, you know, began to look for jobs and even um, – began applying to some out-of-state jobs that were closer, um, like in Texas and um, mostly of them in Texas where huge Texas fans um, for baseball. And so we're like, hey, we'll totally live in Texas. Um, <laughs> and, and it was close enough to family, so we felt comfortable with it. So we're like, okay, you know, this is good. Um, I think we just remember through the process just feeling so, like, weird and almost dirty during, during it while we were – making our resume and writing down all the things that we quotation marks did in ministry. And we just felt very uncomfortable with it because it just felt like we were just trying to promote ourselves and just trying to make something happen. And it just didn't feel right. We just thought maybe like if the Lord wanted us to do something, he'd have to open a door. He'd have to show us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we um, had some ch- trips pre-planned and, um, 
for that spring, one in March and one in May. Um, during the year of 2018, the year before, we went through a huge transition time where my poor husband, almost all of his friends moved out of state. Um, and our uh, spiritual parents um, moved out of state. And so it was a very difficult season for us because on top of that, there was almost every single thing, almost every single area of our life was touched with some type of change. We remodeled our house. Um, his mom had weight loss surgery. Um, I became a stay-at-home mom instead of working. Um, we had another baby. We um, we transitioned out of youth ministry into just be doing associate pastor work, but that really didn't have much involved, so we weren't as busy as we were used to. It was just a strange transition period, and later on we figured out it's because the Lord was preparing us for this new season. Um, but because our parents moved out of state, we had planned to go see them in the month of March of 2019. And so we believe that, you know, like the Lord um, kind of gave us the heads up in February because he knew that trip was coming. Um, and typically when we were together with our spiritual parents, the Lord would always give us downloads or words of prophecy and things like that that um, would kind of help us put more pieces together. And so we had like this expectation that when we went to visit them, um, we knew that God was going to give us more of an idea of what this new word meant about a transition coming. And so um, we travel, um, and we also are telling our families, too, that, like, hey, we're thinking about applying for jobs out of state. We feel like the Lord is wanting us to look, like, to look for those things. And um, so in our family, I mean, we're already getting opposition in it because they're like, well, make sure you only move two hours away because we can visit and, <laughs> you know, um, kind of telling us where our boundaries were, you know, um, and we were just respectfully like, well, whatever God tells us to do, we're going to do. Love you though. Um, and so we go and visit our spiritual parents in Ohio and, um, within a couple of hours, the Lord gives us our answer, um, of us just being with them. So we had known them for the last three years, and we became very close with them, and they began discipling us before they moved, and definitely just calling out the pastoral heart in Travis and supporting us and what the Lord is doing in our ministry, and, um, and we were very close with them, and we were at their house multiple times a week, and um, when we were there, um, they had been moved almost a year by that point. And, um, Jean, which is the wife, Ed and Jean is the name. Jean and I went to the grocery store to get food for the week during our stay. Um, and so I'm just talking to her. They've been kind of, they've had been kind of unsatisfied with their time there, just feeling kind of dry and not really understanding why they were there. Um, and so I was asking her, I'm like, well, um, uh, do you guys plan to move back to Oklahoma? Um, do you guys like, um, like, are you going to move back to Michigan, which is only, um, three hours from where their family was. Their family is in Michigan and they were in Ohio. Um, and she's like, well, actually, uh, we're going to move to South Carolina. And so the reason why this is important that she brings this up is that, um, some of our closest family members, um, 
are cousins of ours and they live in South Carolina and um, they live in Charleston. And we would go and visit them in Charleston, South Carolina every year for the last couple of years. Um, and we were just very close with them. We loved them very much. And on the way to see Ed and Jeannie during this trip, Travis and I were just kind of joking around and, you know, doing what ifs. And uh, Travis said the phrase, you want to know who my dream team would be? I'm like, who? And, you know, he says, well, I would just love to serve in ministry with Ed and Jean and our cousins, Shane and Tabby. And so we're like, yeah, that'd be cool. You know, like if we could ever start a church, these are the people we'd want, you know, to help. And so we were just kind of playing around with that idea. Um, and so fast forward to this conversation with Jean, um, she's just like, well, I think that we would move to South Carolina. And I was like, what? <laughs> we're in like the Walmart parking lot by this point. Um, and I was like, what? Where in South Carolina? <laughs> and she's like, Charleston, South Carolina. And I was like, what? <laughs> um, so I freak out. Um, and because she had no idea that our cousins lived in Charleston. Um, and we had never heard them talk about this ever, that they would ever move to Charleston, South Carolina. Um, it was like the Lord had hidden it from us for a season, for a time. And, um, she goes on to explain that someone had given them a word years ago that they would serve in some capacity, um, in Charleston, South Carolina, and they're originally from Michigan and she works with Boeing, um, as well as in ministry. And, um, so Boeing moves her around a lot and there was a Boeing in Charleston. Um, and so, in the last 10 years, they've moved since that word came. They have moved three or four times. And every single time that they moved to a new place, they always thought, well, maybe this is the time for Charleston, or maybe this is the time for Charleston. <laughs> um, but it was always a different place, and they just never understood why. And so it was like, well, it might, it would be uh, Charleston, South Carolina, hopefully. And so I'm flipping out because I'm just like, there it is. <laughs> That's our answer. Like it was just very big red sign in the sky. It was very much like a bing, bing, bing moment. Um, and so I was like, we have our answer. We have our answer. Charleston is where we're supposed to go. Like that is a, t you know, and, um, so Shay or Gene and I go home, uh, to their house and we talk to the boys and the boys are like, let's go, you know. Um, but Jean's kind of like, hold on here. Um, like, first of all, she has to find a job in Charleston before they can even move. They have to have a word from the Lord, like, to have peace to do it, you know, and all that. Um, and the boys are like, yippee-hi-yo, you know. Um, <laughs> and so, and something else, too, is they'd been wasting their kids for a long time. Um, and so just being like three hours away has been, had been such a wonderful time for them to reconnect and to their grandkids and to be settled for a little bit. And so, um, we were just like, okay. Um, so we kind of came to this conclusion that, you know, this is where the Lord is leading us. Um, we're going to continue to pray on it, but we believe this is what God is saying. Um, and it didn't. It wasn't dependent on if Ed and Jean moved or anything like that. It was just more like we knew where our location was. Because the biggest thing on my heart with the Lord was like, Lord, do you want us to live out of state or in state? That was my biggest thing. Because those look like two totally different things. 
Right. Um, you have to have moving expenses. You have to prepare your family. Um, out of state bureaucracy is so annoying. Um, <laughs> so having to get new documents and transferring titles and taxes, it's just a mess. And so I just needed to know, like, Lord, are we staying in state or are we going out of state? And so he gave us our location. And so uh, we finished that trip. We spent the week in prayer with him, just spending time listening to the Lord, seeing if he gave us any more um, indication. And a couple of hours after we had got home from Walmart um, with Gene, they got a note on their door saying that they had a month to vacate, either to vacate their house or to uh, pay higher rent. Um, and so they're just like, well, we are not paying higher rent for this. Um, but they ended up buying a house. They didn't end up moving to South Carolina, although that would have been perfect. I think God has a different timing for that. Um, but it was just like the Lord was just shifting things all at once, and we could just tell he was working. Um, so we go home, and we begin to tell friends. And as we begin telling friends, like very, very close friends, we're like afraid to tell family at that point. Um, <laughs> we... Um, the Holy Spirit is just very present and confirming and, you know, we know that we have our answer. And so we tell our family, they're not exactly thrilled. Um, they're like, yay, Jesus is moving you. But at the same time, they're like grieving because they're like, they had this idea that, you know, um, we would just spend forever together at each other's houses a couple times a week and the cousins would grow up together. My, my children and my sister-in-law's children are very close in age and love to play together. And so we had these dreams and assumptions that we would spend daily life together. Um, and so whenever we were telling them that we were going to move, we didn't know when we knew it'd be soon, but we didn't know when it was the death of their dreams really. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, we had to walk through that with them and, um, a couple of months later, so Travis and I began to, um, applying for jobs. I'm trying to figure out things without any type of information at all. Like, you know, how much money we need to save in order to have a renting, a rental truck or, um, you know, what it would look like in terms of if Travis did get a job or if Travis didn't get a job, what if I worked full time, um, all these different what if scenarios, which is typically completely unnecessary. The Lord is pretty good at managing things on his own. Um, <laughs> and so, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm stressing over unnecessary things <laughs> and the Lord's walking me through that. And, um, we began applying for jobs and, um, Travis and I had kind of just assumed there's also an Air Force base in Charleston. And so Travis and I just assumed, well, it'd be the easiest thing if Travis can just transfer Air Force bases. He's not military, he's civilian, um, but it's pretty much the same thing as a military person transferring to another base. So benefits transfer, hours off transfer, everything transfers. So we're like, well, that makes the most sense to do that. Um, but we had to come to a place after we kept getting closed door after closed door and pursuing those jobs um, that whether it was through the base or not, you know, we just trusted that God would do it. So we just 
gave up and laid down the assumption that it would happen through his job, uh, that the train, that us moving there would happen through his job. Well, the moment we did that, um, a couple of days later, Travis gets a call from the Army Corps of Engineers in Charleston saying that um, he has an interview for a job in Charleston. And it was for a supervisory role, it was for a promotion. Um, and he has applied for many supervisory roles in his job and has been very qualified for them. He's a great worker, gets awards, all that fun stuff. But for some reason, the door has never been opened. Um, for some reason, it was always get referred out or it wouldn't go past a certain process. Um, and this was the first time that he had ever gotten past a specific step and gotten an, an interview. Um, so it was just like a, wow, this is huge. Um, so they do an interview. We let our family know, hey, if he gets this job, you know, this could move very quickly. Um, by this time, this was in June or July. Um, we also went to Charleston to visit our cousins in May. And we told them that we were moving there and the goddess called us there and they were really excited and unbelievable, like they couldn't believe it. And so we just spent the week in prayer with them. Um, and then in June, end of June, that's when Travis got the call about his interview. Um, and so he had the interview and then two weeks later he had the job. Um, they called and told him he got the job. It was a promotion and, um, on top of that, they were going to pay for all of our moving expenses. Um, and they were going to pay for a house hunting trip. They were going to pay for wow. us closing on our house in Oklahoma, buying a house in Oklahoma or in Charleston. Um, pretty much like nothing would have to come out of our pocket. Wow. And we're still waiting on a check um, for reimbursements on things. Um, and it's a big check. And, uh, so just over and beyond the Lord, um, just providing the way for us to move to Charleston. Now, something that's very unique about this story is that, um, our cousin Shane and Tabby, they moved to Charleston four years ago because the Lord told them to go. Um, they didn't know anybody here. They had never even came here before. And, um, they were baby Christians too. And, about a year after they came to the Lord, the Lord put it on their heart. They're supposed to move to South Carolina. And then later on, he put on their heart about Charleston. And so they, just like we did, only their story was a lot more, um, I would say, harder than ours because they didn't have jobs. They didn't have a house. Um, they stayed in an extended stay hotel for three months. Um, they bought their own U-Haul. They sold their house, dropped everything, and they moved. Wow. Um, and that was four years ago. They paved the way for us to come here, really. And so that was why we would come here every year to see them because we love them. And uh, we had been with them through that entire process. And um, so we got to see God work in their life during those times. Um, and so when the red carpet was pretty much rolled out for us to come to Charleston. They're kind of like, what the heck? You know, like we don't think God do. We didn't get all this. You know? um, I'm thinking maybe it's because we had kids and maybe that's why, but I don't know. Cause their kids were already grown by that point. Um, and so I don't know. That's just my theory. Um, so 
We didn't end up. Um, so Travis got the job in July, um, and they actually wanted it there like two weeks after they offered him the job. But we were just like, whoa, we can't do that. Like, we have to get some affairs in order. Um, so we put our house on the market, and um, and a wonderful story. And there's so many other things that happened during this time. This is very much the highlight reel. Um <laughs> of just God being faithful and just miracles happening. Um, but we had, it was on my heart that, um, I wanted to get our house under contract before we left, um, and to get the inspection done before we left, just in case anything came up that we'd have to fix, we could do it right then versus having to hire someone to come fix it for us. One of our family members have to manage it. Um, and so we weren't getting any hits on our house. Um, and we're like, Lord, we believe that this is going to be sold if, you know, this is your will for us to move. And we knew it was. And so three days before um, we left for Charleston, like we packed up and left, um, a couple was driving by our house one night, just very slowly in a car. So we got out there. We were just like, hi, are you looking at our house? And they're just like, yeah. Um, and they were interested in our house, but they weren't super stoked about the bedroom. Our, our master bedroom was upstairs. Um, but they loved everything else about it. And we're like, well, you're welcome to come in if you want. And so we did our own um, tour of our house <laughs> and showed them around. And um, like... And they were almost in tears because they had just put an offer down on the house and it had fallen through that day. Um, and so they had already like got a proof in their bank and everything, but it had fallen through. And um, ours was, I guess, their next option because by the end of the week, they, or end of the week or no, by the end of the month, they were going to be out of their apartment because their lease was up. And so they had to get a house ASAP. And so, um, we told them, yeah, put an offer on the house and we'll accept it and, uh, we'll get the inspection set. And so they're like, okay. And so we're just like, hopefully we actually follow through. Um, so we're all worried about the house not selling and then this happens and we get a call about an hour later from our realtor and she's like, by the way, guess what? And we're like, what? She's like, you have an offer on your house. And we knew it was then. We're like, cool, you know, and they ended up asking for 5000 over, um, the asking price for our house. Oh, wow. Um, so that was a huge blessing. And, um, we were able to schedule the inspection two days later before we, hit the road to go to Charleston. Um, so we were able to have the inspection before we left. We were literally had the inspection and during the inspection, something happened with our plumbing. And so it was a godsend that we were there because we had to go in and fix it and do all this stuff. And like our bottom, like the downstairs bathroom flooded with like sewage and the stuff. So we had to like clean it all up and I'm just so thankful we were there. And then right after we're cleaning stuff up, we're literally heading to the road, down the road to Charleston. Um, <laughs> so uh, it was just perfect timing in all ways. And it was a short close as well. It was only 23 days, which is a very short close. Um, and so we were able to sell our house uh, four years exactly to the day um, that we originally bought it. Um, so that was just another confirmation that all was going well. 
um, in July, his job also paid for us to have a house hunting trip and um, to go look at houses in Charleston to buy. And we looked at 12 houses and in two days. And wow. <laughs> the Lord gave me a word about a specific house. Um, he speaks to me in numbers and a lot of times, like through time. So if he wants me to pay attention about something or just be very like in tune with the spirit, so like, I'll always know when it's one eleven and look at the clock or I'll always know when it's eleven eleven or three thirty three, And I'll always know it every single day. I'll, I'll look at the clock and, Oh, it's one one eleven. you know? Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's just something he does with me. Yeah. And, uh, well, this house that we were looking at was um, 111 River Oak Lane. Aww. And, uh, yeah, it was really sweet. And But I was trying not to, like, like the house all because of that number. I was like, <laughs> no, I'm just being superstitious. Like, have some wisdom, Elena. Right. Um, and so, um, but we had gone through 11 houses. And that was the last one on our list. And none of the houses we had looked at were hitting right at all. Um, we were trying to kind of make them work, but they just, we had very specific needs. We were young children. We know we're going to have a bigger family. Um, we had a specific distance we wanted from Travis's job because he worked downtown and traffic is awful here. Um, it's like living in LA. Wow. And so, um, yeah, it's awful. And um, so, we want to make sure that he didn't have a super, super long commute so he could have more time with family. And this house was very much in our price range, what we were looking for, um, and the right uh, distance. And so um, we put an offer down on the house. It was accepted, um, but the lady was not having any wiggle room at all with repairs. Um, like she would barely, we like asked her to lower the price by like 5,000 and she would, she would only do like 2,500 or 1,500. She was just like not moving very much at all. Um, and so we're like, okay. Um, so as we're getting into this process of negotiation, we're hitting the road to go stay in an extended stay. Um, we stayed a week in Savannah. Georgia while Travis had training and that was a great time of just kind of recuperation and healing and the reality of moving away from everything and everyone he's ever known kind of setting in. There was a lot of feeling of like homelessness even just like just understanding the concept that Jesus says like um, even the set of man doesn't have a place to rest his head. Um, it was very much that same like wanderer feeling. Yeah. And because our house wasn't closed on um, in Charleston, like our house was sold in Oklahoma, but it wasn't closed in Charleston. And who knows if it actually would, because um, our inspection came back on that house and it was absolutely awful. It needed a new roof. It has like seven skylights and all the skylights were replaced. All the windows were old. Um they have a built-on back area that's apparently built on wood to ground, so there's no, like, concrete foundation underneath it. Wow. So it can't be termite certified. Um, it just wasn't very much taken care of, the house itself, just because um, it was from a divorce, and it's just when divorces happen, a lot of times they don't take as much care of the house as they could. It was a hot mess, and she does. She didn't want to. The owner didn't want to make any repairs. Um, she like there was a lot of sketchy stuff that was happening. We'd ask for like 
the windows to be checked out by a professional to make sure they weren't leaking. She'd have some friend who was a contractor come over and just sign a paper for her saying they weren't leaking. And then we, you know, would find out that her boyfriend's like repairing the roof, you know, before an inspection, you know, just, just sketchy stuff. And, and we were just like, Lord, if you want us to have this house, because we really did think he, he did. He gave me a Bible verse about it. Um, the night before we saw it, um, he gave me the verse in Jeremiah seventeen three, where it talks about you will be like a tree planted by the river that when a, when the drought comes, you won't feel it, you know, um, uh, just very much a very specific word. And it's one street over from the Ashley river. Um, <laughs> and yes, and it's on river Oak lane. And so it was very much like God is like, this is your house. Um, he's very straightforward with me. And right. so. I was like, this is our house. I know it's our house, but Lord, you're going to have to make this work. Like she, can't, she doesn't want to do repairs. We can't afford repairs. And finally we got to a place of saying like, look, and I felt bad. I was like, Lord, I feel like I'm disobeying you or something, but we just came to a place like, look, we, we cannot fix, fix these things even if we wanted to, because we don't have the money. Like it was at least $15,000 of repairs. Yeah. Um, and we were, we were going to walk away. We told our realtor, just like, look, we believe this is the house that God has for us, but he hasn't provided the money for it. We don't have the money for it. We can't buy this house knowing all these things are happening to it. You know, it just doesn't feel like wisdom. Um, and if she's not willing, and this is like a week before we were supposed to close. Um, on top of all of this happening, I find out that I'm pregnant with our third child. And... Um, wow. Hurricane Dorian is bearing down, and we're about to have to evacuate right oh after we gracious. get into Charleston. Oh, my gracious. Um, so it was so much happening all at once. I'm about to be homeless. I'm having another kid. <laughs> my husband's starting a new job that is a little stressful because it's a lot of new responsibilities. I'm in a new place. I don't have any family around me. Um, and a hurricane's coming all at once. <laughs> um, I'm surprised I didn't have a mental breakdown. And I'm staying in an extended stay that was like a dungeon because it didn't have any natural light in it. Um, it was it was just a mess. Um, and so I'm like, Lord, I know you know what you're doing. You better show up. <laughs> and um, so I tell our realtor, I'm like, look, we have to sign up, drop the paperwork. We're going to walk away. Um, we don't have a choice. Our hands are tied. You know, if God had the money in our bank, then we would go forward, but we just physically cannot go forward. So he's like, okay. So he calls their realtor. Her realtor tells her, and I guess she calls her realtor back, crying, freaking out. And then her realtor calls my realtor, and then my realtor calls me and says, so, would you still want the house if it had a new roof? <laughs> and oh. we're like, yeah, we could work with that. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so she ended up doing 15000 in repairs. Wow. Um, and so we got a new roof, brand new skylights, updated full uh, HVAC system. Um, and, yeah. And so um there is other things that we're going to personally do but they're they weren't priorities they're not necessarily needed um but to get in the house and to have it livable and safe and all those things 
she took care of it and the Lord take care the Lord took care of it. Yeah. So we went from having no repairs, not being flexible at all, to fifteen thousand in repairs. Um <laughs> and we moved in three weeks after we moved to Charleston. Um, our truck came, brought our stuff, um, and yeah, and we were here. Well, and, um, and you know, I, I want to say this, like, you know, we can walk, you know, in that blind faith and then there are those storms that come and it feels like, like you said, you're like, man, what, what else could like go on? You know, like it was like a hurricane <laughs> and this and that and this, and that you found out you're pregnant. Like, you're like, I'm going to be homeless, but like God took care of you guys and he's so faithful. He always is. Um, and all of that. And, you know, I, before we wrap up, I want to, I want to go into just, just for a couple minutes. I just want to go into, uh-huh. uh, like how, how, what, who, when, why, whatever you want to say <laughs> would be your advice. Um, what would be your advice for somebody, you know, that is feeling the Lord leading them to take that leap of faith and move and, and take that leap of faith and start something new. And I want you to also, after you after you talk about that, I want you to go into just for a couple minutes about your podcast that you have um, and your writing stuff. And uh, we'll just take the next few minutes to do that, and then we'll kind of wrap it up. Absolutely. So um, I'll keep it brief, but I think the biggest thing is you have to come to a place of where God's Word is the only thing that matters. Yeah. Um, and being willing to be led by a spirit and taking that risk of, especially if you feel like you're hearing something, don't worry about getting it wrong. That is the biggest thing that we do as Christians is we're afraid that we're going to hear wrong and make a mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, even if we hear something, we just a lot of times just don't entertain it at all, just in case it was us. Right. Um, and I really just want to get that out of the way because what happens is that the Lord, the more you, it's a practice, the more that you hear the, hear the Lord, and of course you need to be getting in the word, um, you need to have the Logos word and the Rhema word, um, you need to have this, the word of the spirit as well as the physical word of the Bible. Um, as you're getting that, you start to understand when it's familiar. And even if you say you miss it, the Lord will have grace and come into that because he knows that you were trying to follow him and you can't drive a parked car. And so continue, like if the Lord is putting something on your heart right now to do, and it seems crazy and bold and out of faith, yes, test it. You do need to test it. Pray about it. Um, ask people around you who you trust hear the Lord. Um, but ultimately your only responsibility is to God. That is it. Amen. He's the only one you have to answer to, not your mama, not your daddy, you know, not your pastor. You have to answer to the Lord at the end of the day. And so if you put something on your heart, it is better to obey quickly than it is to make sure it's going to look successful by the end of it before you actually obey. Um, and something also to consider, I have learned in my walk with Christ that God may try to accomplish something in your heart before he tries to accomplish something in your life. So if he is trying to ask you to do something and say, it seems a flop in the carnal, right? You do something, you don't get many followers or say you write a book and it just has an awful response or say you want to start a singing career and you can't sing, whatever. Um, You know, God has something that, 
he, he'd much rather get something worked in your heart than technically in your physical life. And all because it doesn't end up looking like a success in worldly terms doesn't mean it wasn't a success in your heart. Amen. Now, once you do have that heart place and the Lord is working with that, he will begin to do things in your outside life too. And that takes time and you'll know when those things happen. Um, but listening to him on a daily basis about the little things, as if he wants you to call somebody to encourage them, or if he wants you to get off social media for a day or two, or if he wants you to, you know, just spend five minutes or skip a breakfast so you can spend time with him um, as like a short fast, obey those little things. And then slowly but surely, when the big things come, like, hey, move across the country, away from everything you've, and everyone you've ever known, and make everyone mad when you do it. Um, it, it comes much easier because you know the Lord is going to take care of you. And then he does take care of you. He was always faithful. If he asks you to do something, he will equip you for it every single time. Amen. Amen. And Okay, so talk about your podcast a little bit. I'm super excited. It launched this week. It is phenomenal, yes. amazing, and I cannot wait. So go ahead. Yes, yes. Um, and then after that, we can say goodbye. So um, uh, one of the crazy things that the Lord decided to throw on me while we were moving to Charleston was two weeks before we moved. He's like, oh, yeah, start a podcast. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Um, I don't have a mic. I don't have anything. I've never done a podcast before. I just started listening to podcasts, so I barely even know what they are. Um, and so he just gave me – he just – yeah, seriously. He put it on my heart to interview people around me who had amazing testimonies. Um, and so as I'm packing my house and getting ready to have this humongous life change, I'm buying a mic on Facebook Marketplace and going over to my friend's house with her seven kids and um, listen to her share her heart for two hours mm -hmm. about her story of how, you know, she went through poverty and adversity just to get married to the love of her life and the man of her dreams, have seven kids, and then her husband dies of cancer before the age of 35. Mm. Um, like, And that's just a small little highlight 10-second reel of an amazing story that you can listen to on this podcast. It's called Let's Walk It Out. You can find it where all podcasts are streamed, including Apple Podcasts, I have found out. Um, and... It is um, a one-season series, about six episodes, and it's all testimonies of where is God when life sucks, um, in layman's terms. You know, finding God in the hardest and most challenging times of your life. And so if you're in a place where you feel like life is about to break you or you've been through a trauma where you felt like it would break you, this will be an opportunity for you to listen or to share with someone you know that um, will give you hope that he will use what um, these trials were, and it will all be turned for your good and for his good um, because he is faithful to us. I love it. I love it so much. And definitely check it out, guys. It is definitely worth a look. Um, Melena, how can people get in touch with you or see your podcast? Um, I know you kind of mentioned that just a second ago, but like, how can people kind of follow you? Whatever, just give them that info. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. So you can find me on my website. It is melanabrocht.wordpress.com. Melana, M-A-L-A-N-A-B-R-A-C-H-T dot wordpress.com. Um, and you could also find me on Instagram or Facebook under Melana Brocht. 
Um, and I have a link to my link tree, which has all the different links. I have lots of other resources that uh, comfort and strengthen and encourage the body of Christ with each other and with Christ. So I'd love to have you guys uh, check me out and see what God's doing um, and to just follow our journey here in Charleston. God's doing amazing things. We've been here for four months. And um, another crazy spoiler is we found out that our cousins are moving back to Oklahoma. (laughs) (laughs) So on top of everything else, our cousins are moving back to Oklahoma. And um, the Lord has thankfully planted us in an amazing church called North Palm Community Church. Spirit-led, loving Jesus. We are being trained up and I believe to be sent out at some point. So, um Follow me on Instagram, follow me on Facebook, check out my website, check out the podcast, and uh, stay updated on what God's doing in our life. Well, Melina, you are such a blessing. I love you, love you, love you, and I just appreciate your friendship and um, just your wisdom and just who you are as a woman of God. So love you, and thank you again for being on the show. Yes. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Love you, girl. Love you. Bye, guys.